Welcome, dear listeners, to episode 33 of the Empty Rooms of Gorski Manor. Our tales now interwoven with cobwebs, brooms, and knocks in the night to hear new songs on the wind, so much waiting for us to find them. We stood at the base of the old stone tower's ruins at the edge of Gorski's venerable forest, its name never told until now. Here at the base of this ancient tower, great knowledge is held within, and magics, moments ago alive with its lone inhabitant, the tarot whisperer endlessly casting her cards. A place we now know is where she truly wants to be. That is all we too could ask and hope for. Our dreamy, magical, cozy place of contented existence. We looked up to see little flakes of white snow begin to descend upon us falling down from the cold black night sky, each flake gently melting on our upturned happy faces. We hug together tightly, three dear companions we be, Simon, Feathers, and I. The wind began to blow and swirl around us more strongly, causing me to shiver Each time it passed and gently brushed against me, I turned to look at the manor, now beginning to be hidden with the increasingly heavy snowfall. Mistress, I am cold. Simon complained. Here, jump back into my pocket, I said with care. I wish I had a warm pocket I too could jump into. I was glad I still had the large furniture dustcloth to use as a cloak. Its tightly woven fabric gratefully helped against the increasing winds, which now seemed to come at us from all directions. Feathers, come under the cloak, I offered, opening it for her to crawl under. This time she accepted the invitation, and I nestled her comfortably under my arm. I could feel her shaking and hugged her even closer to warm her. I take only what I whispered on the wind. So quietly, I wondered if I had heard it. I wanted to ask Feathers and Simon if they had heard the words too, but the snowstorm was so wild now that I could not catch my breath to speak. I bent low, slowly, starting to trudge 
forward, shocked at how deep the snow had already accumulated. Each footstep was a struggle. This snowfall held something more within it, a heaviness I could feel deep in my bones. There was the air of something otherworldly. As I trudged on, I heard howls catch my ears. Their song causing an odd response within me. An unpleasant response. As they were so strong. Coming at us from every direction. Being carried from afar. Roughly tossed on the many winds. I thought of the winds and the elements, ancient primordial spirits and beings of great comfort and beauty, mirrored with great destruction and ruin. I had no sense of what direction I moved. White shadows rushed past me at the corners of my eyes. Whispers and cackles rushed by to tease and make me turn this way and that in confusion. All I could do was look to gaze down into the snow in front of me, hoping to see something that would shed light on where I was heading to. The cackles came again. Very close this time, I felt something catch my foot, almost making me trip, but a large tree appeared before me that stopped my fall, thankfully. I held onto the tree for comfort and used it to steady myself. Holding on to the tree, I circled to its far side. I could see the dark, straight, tall figure of another tree, very near, just visible. Glad to have a point of reference, I took the chance and shuffled to the comfort of this other tree's solid form. I pushed on, from tree to tree to tree, each tree now getting closer and tighter together. That first spark of anxiety rose within me. Where is the manor? I called to it within the knowing. Please show me the way, the way home to you. But only silence returned my plea. Yet I was thankful for the snow, as I now knew I had wandered into the forest. The snow's layers of whiteness made the darkness less overwhelming, allowing me to slightly see farther than my hand in front of my face. I heard rustling, then the howls again, echoing off the trees. 
I considered finding a nook in the trunk of a tree to take shelter within until the storm would lessen. And then I noticed the snowy footprints, huge, large prints, so many, crisscrossing each set this way and that, creating a look of agitation in the sight as they quickly filled up with the heavy new falling snow. Wolves. I flattened myself against a large beech tree, feeling instant comfort and protection at my back. Thanks, dear slumbering tree, for your help as I tried to see into the storm. The howls continued, coming closer and closer, more focused. They have found what they seek. I scanned what lay in front of me intently. So many dark tree trunks that faded into the distant fogginess and snow. A most beautiful, mesmerizing vision. I wish I could enjoy it. The pulse of the snow on the winds the slow hypnotic sway of the branches, gently calming my concerns with the magic of the venerable forest. I saw something black move in the distance, just a dot at first, but soon growing bigger, little by little, with a rhythmic bounce as it advanced in my direction. Then another appeared, and another, all gently rocking back and forth as they moved closer to where we stood in the snow. I heard the cackle once again. It seemed to call from above this time. I tried to hear, as I could pick out words within the call. Again it called. The wolves howled loud as if in response. This broke the spell of the forest that totally slipped away from me as I now saw big yellow eyes appear above each black circle. The wolves are approaching. Brum, come forth. I heard the cackle voice call distinctly this time. Broom responded, my broom, quickly within my hands. She shuddered with energy and began to flow upwards. I grabbed on tightly, knowing this was of great importance. As I slid upon her, hugging her tightly as the wind swept beneath us with a mighty updraft, sending us up, up, up into the empty canopy, just as the wolves made their rush to where we had stood. I looked down to see them quickly make our tree and jumped with strength to try and stop us. But our timing was impeccable. 
We rose higher and higher as I watched their disappointment and angry howls cause them to fight amongst themselves. Oh, my heart started to beat wildly now. Total realization of what we have just escaped. Broom took us up over the forest canopy and into the full force of the storm, directly into its center, like that of a hurricane. I clung to Broom for my life, checking that my dear companions, Simon and Feathers, were safe beneath our cloak. Then all went calm. I slowly opened my eyes, for I had shut them in fear and pain from the endless pounding of sharp crystal flakes of snow and ice that the storm hurled against my face. What I saw was confusing. We had crossed some kind of a boundary. All was calm and quiet here in the center of the storm. And there she waited, sitting comfortably upon her ancient broom. I knew immediately who she was, the Kaliak, the Celtic crone goddess, the blue hag of winter. From the first time I had heard her name, I felt a deep connection, a wise woman of wise women. I carry a hagstone of honor to her within my bag of spirit, one shared by the shores she haunts. Upon the wind, through storm and hail, through bitter snow, she must never fail. The down deep below, gazing with her one eye, there that's not to know. Though her heart be pure and true, what she does, she must her endless gaze with teeth so red waiting for the last word there that's never said all now forgotten left buried in snow upon and blue from the cold when she comes hither to waken the dead veiled and shrouded her tears she will shed
was softer than I expected. A veiled ancient woman, her cloak covering one eye. As they say, only one eye she possesses. But in that eye, I immediately felt her compassion, her patience, and a deep affection towards me. Her skin was of pale blue her clothes adorned with many skulls and bones, and she wore her plate of white wrapped around her tightly. You see me as your soul needs, she said, reading my thoughts, smiling broadly, showing a full mouth of red teeth that were actually beautiful. My patrons are disappointed I remove their dinner 
She sighed with care, looking below at the circling wolves far, far in the snow. She looked to me for some response, but I was tongue-tied and dumbfounded with the awe of her. I have just come from the whirlpool at Cory Reagan. As you can see, my plate is newly washed. My dear elemental allies, water and air, white as the winter that A has begun. She shared and looked to me intently for my response. Come, follow me, <laughs> she said as she offered her hand. I shall return you to the manor on this my yearly visit. I flew over and took her hand, which was cold as ice. Thank you, was all I could get out. I felt foolish, yet honored, so wanting to say something, something magical and deep. But all I could do was to stare at her, to revel in the feelings she emoted, the energy, both physical and spiritual sharing. Oh, how lucky I felt. Together we flew down into the forest. Wherever we went, the storm cleared around us. We found and followed the footprints in the snow of her dear wolves. Each footprint had a slight glow of yellow gold, a spiritual energy mark, their aura. The forest was majestic. I have only been within its edges. Ancient trees with ancient energies I could feel even as they rested in their winter slumber. Up ahead, heading up a hill, one behind the other, I could see the wolf pack, each following easily the deep snow, each white as winter, ghosts of the woods, for they were the spirits of winter nights, their howls calling on the wind, ever searching, ever hunting. The Kaliak waved her hand, and a white stag stepped forward into the path of the wolves. He bowed to the Kaliak as he agreed to his sacrifice needed for her pack. She began to Galdra, chanting a special song to her pack. The song turned sad. She shedding tears for the stag. What must be done for those to continue? Acceptance. We changed our direction, the storm shading what was transpiring. Nature. I take only what I I take only what I need. 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 I take
else within the forest boundaries I considered. Those that care to know you when the time is right. The Kaliak answered my thought, wiping tears from her cheeks and eyes. Quickly, we exited the forest. I could see the Gorsky Cemetery on the hill's crest and the Sisters Three Cottage on the next one. It felt nice to know where we were again. We headed to the cemetery, to the stone bench in front of the three tombstones of the Gorsky family. We sat together upon this bench. Feathers and Simon peeked out from under my cloak. They had been very quiet. Hello, little ones, she said with a gentle touch to each. They smiled back at her in return. Are, are you happy? She questioned me, shocking me with this thought. Yes, I said quickly, as I was very happy at this moment. She looked deep into my eyes, holding them gently with her one eye. And then she winked. Be happy alone. Then all you truly need will follow. She whispered in my ear, taking me by the arm as two friends would do. Though it as likely as not, will not be what you think you need, she said with a knowing cackle. <laughs> Have you a question before I leave you? Winter awaits, she asked with another snuggle to my arm. Oh my, a great opportunity before me. How can one find contentment within the sadness? I blurted out. Yes, a very deep question. She whispered and gave my arm a squeeze of understanding. Simply, she whispered closer in my ear. Ask. All you need to do is ask. And with that, she took my hands within hers. This time, they were warm and soft. She patted them with compassion and said, I know of sadness. Time is a bringer of more. Fill your thoughts with that which feels good. And ask, always ask. And with that, she was gone. The snowstorm had settled into gently falling little flakes of white, all floating down so slowly as if made of honey, each following the one before, all landing gently upon the gravestones and carven stones 
of this cemetery grounds. I held out my hand and let them gather within my palm. I asked, Elements, how do you feel about this lovely snow? We three sat in silence, listening to the falling snow. I waited for the elements to share through the knowing. Mistress, have they answered? Simon asked. Not yet. Let me listen. And then I heard from the darkness that special place behind my left shoulder. Water shared. I can remain here much longer as a snowflake to be solid for a time, our deep inner beauty to be seen as we cover the earth. Then earth shared. Snow is like wearing a fancy cloak. Magic blankets me. Then fire shared. Snow is like a cloak of warmth covering the earth. A gentle fire, warm, cozy together. And last air shared. I can be seen dancing with the snow. The elements are so very wise. Playful musings from our companion, Snow. Blessings and hugs, dear listener. Whoa.